You guys, today is kind of a big deal because you're actually going to hear from my amazing husband, Tyler. <laughs> he is such an amazing man and he's so full of wisdom, but let me tell you, he is definitely not the podcast type. Any form of being on camera or being recorded, he's usually just going to run away from. In fact, I thought about interviewing him for our 17th anniversary episode back in December. I thought it'd be really fun to have a great conversation, but when we started talking, I was like, yeah, this is this is not this is not going to work. He in so many ways is my biggest kid and I'm like there's no way he's going to sit still and be serious long enough to have a interview type conversation. So anyways, I just talked to him and then I recorded it without him, but I actually caught him in a real serious vulnerable moment for this conversation literally behind closed doors in our bedroom and I wanted to share his perspective, a husband's perspective with you so that you can be greater empowered in your marriage, with permission, of course, I should say that. So here's the deal. I felt for the past month to record an episode on a few of the reasons why I believe that you cannot afford to not date your husband. Yes, you heard me right. This is a must in your marriage right now. You just might not realize it yet. There is so much to say about this topic, and believe me, as a homeschooling mother of five, I get all the excuses. I truly do. My husband and I, we both know what it's like to date and not date in our marriage. And I just want to tell you from experience a little bit of my story and how it's impacted our marriage and what I've learned from it, because it's really, really important to share. So as I grow in my marriage, I want you to keep growing in your marriage. So open up your mind, open up your heart, and let's really have a juicy conversation today. So when I was talking to my husband, I'm going to tell you real quick, these are a few of the questions that I asked Tyler. They were unplanned. This was unscripted. These were just sincere responses. All right. So I asked him from a husband's perspective, why do you feel like it's important to date your spouse? We talked about the real root and the purpose of dating your spouse from, from a biblical perspective. We talked about how to prepare for a date. What are the ingredients for a successful date night? We talked about what if you have little kids and you feel like you're drowning? And what if you just do not have the extra time, the money, the energy, basically every excuse not to get on a date with your husband? Like we talked about that. <laughs> we also talked about what do you do as a wife, when you feel like your husband doesn't listen when you share your heart, or maybe he doesn't seem to desire you the way he used to, maybe you don't even know if he would want to go on a date with you or prioritize that. Maybe he doesn't even know the Lord. What do you do then? We talk about all that on today's episode. So keep listening as we get real and raw and even a little controversial in this conversation. I know, friend, that you are listening for a reason, and I trust that God is going to use this to work his good purposes in your life and in your marriage. Hey, friend, welcome back to the Surrender Driven Success Podcast. Do you absolutely love being a wife and a mom, but something in you desires more? Do you want to grow as an entrepreneur without hurting your family? You wonder, is it really possible to be an excellent wife, an intentional mother, and be successful in business, all for the glory of God? Hi, my name is Michelle, and as a wife of 17 years, a homeschooling mama of five, and a kingdom entrepreneur, I know exactly how you feel. I know you wish every day that there were more hours in the day to get it all done and be the best mom that you can be. 
I know the mom guilt whispers in your ear far too often and you get tired of dealing with the constant interruptions. You crave more simplicity, more order in your home, more connection with your family, and more than anything, a strong faith that keeps your heart steady no matter the season. I'm so thankful you're here to join me on this journey of processing life together and growing in greater purpose as fellow business-minded mamas with a heart for home and a love for Jesus. On this podcast, we will use this precious time exploring how to embrace a heart of surrender, gain biblical perspective for everyday life, and learn practical tips to experience more peace in the midst of balancing work and family. I truly believe that the most important work you will ever do is within the walls of your home. Do you believe that too? Then let's connect the work of our hands with our influence at home so that we can leave a lasting legacy through the next generation. Go grab that basket of clean laundry to fold or pour another cup of coffee and let's grow together. Hey friends, so I can't wait to talk to you today a little bit about marriage, a little bit about dating your husband, dating your spouse, when maybe you don't have the time, you don't have the extra money, maybe you don't even have the energy for a night out with your husband. I want you to know why you cannot afford to not date your spouse. And I'm going to share with you a little bit of a behind the scenes conversation that I had with my husband so that we can get a man's perspective on this. And um, I think it's just going to be really, really good. But here's why this is so important. And it's because I know that at the end of the day, you're in the trenches of motherhood and you want to be a great mother. This is why this conversation is important. This is important also because I know that you want to honor God in your home. You want to walk in his will. And listen, no dream, no desire, no endeavor. It's worth prioritizing over the covenant that you made before God. Like our marriage is really foundational. God is the center of our life and our marriage is foundational to everything that we do as mothers and business and beyond. And so this conversation is really important. Our marriage matters, your marriage matters. And so I just want to weigh in on that a little bit today. Let me start out by giving you a little bit of my backstory So I've been married for almost 18 years, and I will tell you that most of my marriage, Tyler and I, we we didn't date. We didn't even know that it was possible that we could do it. We just didn't prioritize that specifically. By the grace of God, our marriage has always been strong. It's always been healthy. It's always been a work in progress, right? But we didn't know the benefit and the joy that could really come from dating until more recently. I understand how impossible date night seems when, like I said, you don't have the time or the money. Maybe there's no babysitter. Maybe there's no family support in your life. But as we know better, we can do better. And I just want to challenge you today in the dating department because as I've learned better, I want to share and encourage you to do better in your life. And so I am not judging you at all. And I'm sure that if you've not been dating or you're not, like you're going to be okay. Truly, the health of your marriage, it doesn't hinge on a date night. But I want to tell you what I do know now so that we can keep growing in this area. It started for us back in 2020. My husband, one of his New Year's goals, it was really him initiating this. I was (laughs) a little bit resistant, to be honest with you. But his goal was to do go on a date, to date me every week for that year. 
And I was like, oh man, that's a lot. Like maybe once a like once a month or every other week. Like it just felt like a lot when we weren't doing it consistently before. But he was determined. He's like, no, we're going to go on a date every week. Well, what's crazy is you guys know what happened in 2020. We were just a few months in and COVID hit and the world shut down. But let me tell you, we still dated. Even through change, transition, fear, unknowns, unexpected things, our life, just like everybody's, took a turn in a direction that we were like, I don't know what's going on, but we still prioritized going on dates and we had to get creative. There were many nights where we would go out and everything was shut down. So we would get takeout and date in the car, but outside of the house. There were times where we were the only ones at restaurants. I mean, we were wise, we were safe, but we went out and we made it happen, even though there were more excuses than ever not to. In fact, I shared a lot about it on social media that year. And I would always like hashtag it essential date nights because, you know, it's the time where it's like everybody's talking about what's essential. I'm like, no, date nights are essential and we need to normalize dating because it's just that important. And I felt quickly very passionate about this weekly habit in our life and in our home. It was really cool too, because we even used it as an opportunity to support businesses when they were struggling so hard and everybody was staying home and was scared. I'm like, man, we can go out, we can support these businesses, we can really tip and bless the individuals that are serving us. And we just enjoyed that aspect of it too. So for us, again, it was just the right choice for us and it was a blessing, but that's really how it started. It started at a time when everything was working against us going on a date more than it ever had. The biggest blessing was that dating became a habit. For the first time ever, it became part of our weekly routine and it helped us get through one of the busiest years in our family. During that year, we were busier than ever in business and every week we would work so hard. And I know when Friday night came, we were just exhausted and it was a struggle to get out of the house. I remember we would always like get the kids situated, tuck them in bed. We would go out a little bit later and it would just be like, oh my gosh, I just kind of want to crawl in bed right now. It was always, there were always excuses or good reasons not to go on a date. But once I got out of the house, it was always, always worth it. And it was so good. So when 2021 came around, life changed a little bit. And ironically, even though life slowed down, we got inconsistent with our dates. And let me tell you, I really felt the difference. We just felt a little bit more disconnected. There was a challenge of communicating as well. Marriage just didn't feel quite as sweet. And it was interesting because like I said, life had slowed down a little bit. There was less stress, but we weren't intentionally connecting the same way we had the previous year. So circumstances aren't necessarily an excuse not to date. It's really something that we choose to do intentionally and prioritize. So we got determined and we started back again, getting consistent with our date nights and saying, no, this every week, it is on the calendar. Like it is a non-negotiable. Obviously life happens and things happen and we adjust and we adapt. But for the most part, this is part of our weekly routine and we look forward to it every week and we need it. It is essential, even though there are always excuses. In fact, when life is busy, that's even more reason to date. For example, just the past month, you guys know I just moved, busy transition. I mean, it's been crazy. To say this has been a big move is like an understatement. It's just been a lot. 
And we did miss um, a date, like a week or so, but even through the move, even through our transition, we still went on dates when it was like, hey, I'm literally in the midst of moving. There's a million things to do. We still prioritized getting together and having time to intentionally connect. I remember even recently, just one week, uh, we had been in the house, our new house, about a week. And there was a church event all weekend long. We finished up on a Saturday night, the church event at like eight o'clock, came home, um, got the kids all situated, tucked in bed, and we went out. It was like nine o'clock. We were at the restaurant. It was so late, but you know what? It was worth it. And again, like it's much easier for, for us to date now because our kids are older. We have teenagers. And so we have kind of built in babysitters at this point. And we always, you know, Again, I feel like I could have a whole conversation on how to date and strategy for that. But again, like seasons of life do matter. So at this point, it is so much easier for us to make it happen. I totally get that. But I just want you to know that even in the midst of moving, even in the midst of transition, even though, hey, it's looked like a really late time of connection or we've had to get really creative to keep priorities, even in the midst of moving, we still dated and we needed it more than ever because Oh my goodness. So my husband and I, we are like complete opposite in personality completely. I bet you are probably like that with your spouse too. And that's what makes your marriage beautiful and work, but it also makes it hard too. And so when we move, it is like every difference that we have is magnified. Like the way we do things, the way we think, the way we process, it is just like, oh my gosh, we are driving each other crazy. And it's so... It can be stressful and it can be hard. So going on a date during this move was more important because there's more tension. Let's be real. We're trying to move an entire family and we're completely opposite people trying to work together on a really big endeavor. And um, we needed the date night just to like literally chill out, to relax, to have fun, to laugh, to really share what was on our heart and how we're feeling and cry and whatever we're going through and just to really enjoy one another. So I just want to emphasize one last time that remember the health of your marriage, it's not determined by a date night. I think that we have these perceptions of date nights that it has to look a certain way. And it's not about the glitz and the glamour and the fancy meals and the dressing up. It's not about all these things. It's really about connecting with your spouse and it's going to look different in different seasons, but you have to prioritize it. And I just want to share a couple reasons why I believe dating is so important. And then I'm going to pass the mic over and let you hear from my husband. All right. So the first thing I want to say, and this is just coming from my heart to you, is I want you to know this phrase. And it says, great marriages make great parents. I first heard this or read this in a book when my son was a newborn baby. And it really just resonated with me. And it's something that has always stuck with me. And it's something that has helped me always choose to prioritize my marriage the best that I can. Not perfectly, but the best that I can. Because I know you want to be a great mom. You want to be a great mom to your kids. You worry about, man, am I enough? Am I doing enough? But you have to know that being a great wife is first. The best gift that you can give your kids is a mom and a dad who love each other and a healthy marriage that they can see in the home. It doesn't mean that it's perfect, but when you never give up and you're working at that and you're intentional and they can see and feel love in your home and in your marriage, that is going to make you an excellent parent. 
going on dates, it really helps eliminate the interruptions of your children so that you can be a better mother to your children. And you don't need to feel selfish or guilty. Your marriage, you have to understand that it is actually a gift to your children. It creates such a sense of blessing in their life, a sense of security. There's so much that it does to nurture your children even though it can seem like it takes me away from them or I'm putting them aside for this other relationship. No, it's it's priority. So you need to love your husband well. And that's the other reason. Like sometimes our husbands, they need you all to themselves. We're always busy and distracted and divided amongst our kids. And our husbands deserve our full attention at times. You need to look pretty for them. Men are so visual and give them some affection. Even when you're tired and you're touched out during the week, your attention, it really is the greatest gift to your husband. Just let him know that you care, that you still love him, that you're still his. All of you is still his. And ultimately it's an opportunity to walk out surrender and to become more like Christ. And we'll talk a lot more about this when my husband speaks up because the the truth is, and you've heard this probably said before, but Marriage isn't designed to make you happy. It's designed to make you holy. And if you have that perspective, man, God is going to be so honored in your life. Going on dates, it's a time where you can give your husband your full attention. And that is a true gift. Going on dates, it allows you to stop the work, to put an end to it. And let's be honest, ladies. What happens when we're married for a while and we get busy and we have many things pulling us in a lot of different directions, intimacy, sex, it, it feels like work. It can feel like work. And when you go on a date, you stop the work and it can make your intimate time with your husband not feel like work because you're fully engaged there. Going on dates, it breaks up the mundane of the week. And like I said, it keeps your intimacy fun and exciting. It's just so healthy because that time together, it is important. So yeah, we're definitely going to go there, even though, um, yeah, it's <laughs> not something I would normally talk about. It's important. Okay. Also think about one of the biggest needs you have, right? And you probably want your husband to listen better. That's a huge need that we have as women. You want to communicate well, and you want to feel heard. Date nights, it often provides that opportunity. The point is, you need this time more than you realize. Your communication and connection needs, they're likely going to be taken care of. And some of his physical needs are usually met in a greater way too. All right. <laughs> I totally went there because, of course, you know, when my husband talked about this, I was like, oh, he he totally went there. Of course he did. He's a man. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to play this conversation that we had. I wanted to get my husband's feedback on this topic. I asked him some questions and he just started sharing and I was like, babe, this is really good. Can I just hit record? And so that's what I did. I feel like we missed, you know, it's never as great the second time around, but I did have him pause and I was like, let me hit record with permission so that you can hear a man's perspective. And this is specifically my husband's biblical perspective on this topic. Um, and I really think that you're gonna get some value from this. So go ahead and listen in to this private, vulnerable, very raw, very unfiltered bedroom conversation. But I guess my, I mean, my question for you is from a man's, from a husband's perspective, 
why do you feel like it's important to date your spouse? Why do you feel like it's important to have date nights? I think... Like, I, I think it's about, especially as parents, it's about letting each other know you're first, your first love, you know, and you're the first, like, life can get busy and, and uh, but, you know, life can get busy and you know, there's mundaneness to life if we don't break through the mundane, you know? And so there's always going to be responsibilities. There's always work to do. There's always something else on the plate that you could prioritize over a date night because it's like, oh, we've been married for 17 years now. Like we've been on a million dates at this point. Like what's special about that? What's special about a date is that like, it's just, if you choose to make it a time set aside to like fully invest yourself into the other person's needs and wants, it's love, you know, like where you're like, man, like when we go on dates, I'm like, man, I know it's important that my wife always wants to share her heart. So I'm like, okay, I need to let her share her heart. Well, what I've realized over the time of allowing you to share your heart is I actually get to know you more intimately in that time, you know, I get to hear your desires, your, your failures, the things that you, the things that pain you, the things that are good, the things that God's doing in your life. And so I get to know you on a deeper, more intimate level, you know, and, and that's like, that's like a great need for a woman. You get to know me on a deeper, more intimate level, you know, and, and I just think when you set yourself up, to have that, those conversations and a date doesn't have to be at a restaurant or it doesn't have to be at a movie. It doesn't have to be any of that. Like it, it like literally could be, if you got young kids could be on a couch, you know, but it has to be a time set aside where all else, all distractions are let go. And you truly show each other that like you're my only priority, you know, um, my priority is to hear you when we go on a date. Like that is my priority is like, okay, because there's times my mind can drift, but I'm like, no, 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 that's not loving. I gotta bring my mind back. I gotta bring it back. So I think when when you set a time, specific times throughout the week or throughout life, like or like to do that, it's like nothing comes in the way of that. A kid don't come in the way, you know. Um, leading up to dates, it's like I think the lead up to a date is important because you can't just go from a hundred mile an hour to zero, and that's what our world. We run our worlds like that, 100 mile hours zero, and like, oh, we're gonna go connect. And it's like, no, you need to start preparing your mind mentally to shift, um, because as a man, you know, like a great need of a man is physical. It's a physical intimacy. A man is a giver. You know, the way God designed our bodies, a man is a giver. A woman is a receiver. You know, and and a man wants to. In a way, it's his way of giving love, you know, um, when it's done uh, under him. You know, it's that intimacy where God allows 
a man and a woman to come together, you know? And so I, I think the vulnerableness of setting a time aside that time to actually open your heart, there's a vulnerability in that, which creates oneness. There's a vulnerability in even the act of intercourse with a man and a woman, the intimacy. It's like a woman has to be vulnerable and allow her husband into her. She has to receive that. She has to be willing to like fully express that that's a, an act of love, you know? And, and, uh, and so as, as that intimacy grows in marriage over time, it doesn't happen in the first year. Yeah. You might be more hot and passionate physically in the, in the first year because whatever, but as love matures and grows, the oneness that comes together is like, yeah, we're married and we're one by law, by act, but like you become more one over time, you know, and, and this is why I think marriage can get more beautiful over time is when you're dedicated to loving each other above yourself, you'll put priorities of dating, of spending time together, of whatever that is, you know, and, and you learn like what matters. I learn what matters to my wife. So then throughout the week I can be like, okay, well, and it really matters to her that she has, is able to do these things. Like I have to maybe die on my sword, you know, and self-sacrifice in love, allow her to thrive in those things, you know, and she has to do the same vice versa. You know, it's, she realizes my heart, my desires, my dreams, my, whatever God's put on my heart. And so in, you know, learning, I think you learn more how, the needs of each other, the more intimate you are, the more you set a time that side, aside that time to like truly connect on those deeper levels, you learn the needs. And we, we come into marriage as two individual people with our own wants, our own thoughts of how life is supposed to be our own everything. And God is trying to bring us into unity and oneness. You know, um, it's the same thing. He's, doing with the church you know he wants to make us one with him and with each other you know and marriage is just more of a micro like it's that's the macro and then you get this even deeper micro you know uh, where it's it's in this home we are the church we are that and and if we're not one there's no way our children can be one if we're not on the same page there's no way our children if our children don't see the intimacy and unity between us, they won't know how to mirror it in their lives. You know, they won't know what to look for in a spouse. They won't know, um, they won't know what it is, you know? And so I think it's important and, and I think it brings security in, into our, your children and, and, uh, because they see where we're not on the same page. They see where we're different and, Ultimately, it's about us becoming one. You know, God put planted Adam and Eve in the garden. They didn't even know they were naked until sin became between them. You know, and so it's like as we grow closer to him, to each other, like there's a point in, in marriage, I believe you don't even know. I think it's what God wants. You don't even know you're naked. You're just intimate, you know, and, and that's in every way where we're not. It allows 
walls to come down because you truly know that person loves you in spite of your flaws. You know, whether that's a physical flaw or whether that's a, um, a, a mental or, or whatever, a problem that, that somebody has is self-consciousness or whatever. And, and it allows those things to be exposed and brought out. And as you know each other more, you can pray for each other in those things. You know, which is something we got to do better over time is, is learn that, like, it's like, yeah, it's, it's cool. Like, I have my own issues, you know. Um, so what do you feel like are the ingredients for a successful date night? Like, what are the key components, the important things to, to do? Because you can, you, can, you can do anything, but, it, but how you do it matters. Your heart, your mind, like, you can, you can physically go have a meal together at a restaurant, but it doesn't mean you're really connecting or it's think, a successful date, you know? I think you have to be intentional in what you're trying to accomplish. So if you're intentional in what you're trying to accomplish, you prepare your heart for that time. You know, um, you prepare your, your mind mentally. Like, I can't, if I'm all about business, all up to the second I get in the car to go on the date, well, guess what I'm, my mind's going to be thinking about? Business and not the other person. That's not loving, you know? Um, I think shutting down all those tabs of life leading up to that time, I think is brings a lot of success in that what that could be because when you start thinking about the person that you fell in love with that, that you know like I, I still think there should be a there still could be butterflies in marriage in that sense of like there could be so much love and maybe it sounds idealistic but I think it's like if we really were like wow like, do I give you butterflies? you do give me butterflies <laughs> you really do I go crazy every time but like we should have that feeling of like wow this person like they they love me so much that they're they're willing to like you know do this yeah. for me you that's a good point like, saying that like what you do before the date matters and, and hugely maybe not more but just as much as the date itself because if your mind and your heart isn't in the right place then you're really going to negate the effectiveness of that actual time together, and you're going to miss an opportunity. I learned that from Danny Johnson. Uh huh. Yeah, you know, she said she the reason she put Saturdays as their date night was like she had time to prepare herself as a as a bride, you know, because you're not just showing up like this is what you get. It's like no, I'm setting aside my time and I'm going to show up. In my best. And like you, you know? told me, it, it does matter to a man that a woman like takes time to to present herself well and to, and to make herself look good when during the week it's you know it's whatever often. Sure. So what what do you what would you say though to a parent that has little kids that are just consuming their life? They they feel like they're drowning. They don't have any time, and they don't have extra money. I mean, it, it, let's be honest, it's expensive to go out to eat or to go out and do something, and so it's like. I don't have the time, I don't have the money, and my kids are, like, suffocating me. How would somebody like that have a date night or make that happen when they have every excuse not to? Well, I think the true value in a date night is not the dinner. So what are we going for? 
you know, and and if your home is out of order, where your children are ruling the home, where you can't disconnect from them and actually connect in that way, and you can't tell your kids to go to sleep and they go to sleep, you need to learn how to properly love and discipline your children. And, and so I think part of the importance of a date night is to get time to talk about that. <laughs> You how know, to raise your kids. How to yeah. raise your kids, right? And, and I say that, I really think, specifically with a date night, it's not about your kids. So, I, I think you don't want to go on a date and talk about your kids all night. I know your husband doesn't. I guarantee you that. Like, a husband does not want a date night to be intruded by the kids. But you need to have those times during the week where it's like, you're connecting on different levels of how do we discipline? How do we love our, our family well? How do we shepherd our family? And those are things I think the church helps with. But it's very important that like you need to have your children under control. And you need people to mentor you. You need people to be fathers to you so that you can see how that's done properly. But a date night, you need to have your family under control to have a good date night. Yeah. You know? Well, even if you're having yeah. a date night at home, just so the yeah. kids can go to bed, then you can, can have some time when they're asleep to right. intentionally do something fun, something romantic, something different than the, the norm. And just give each other grace because it's not easy to just, even in that, if you're going to stay home, it's like, go still get ready. Prepare yourself. Look good for your husband. Husband, look good for your wife. You know, like, don't just act like it doesn't matter. Like it's just a Monday night and I show up and I'm a blob on the couch, you know? And it's like, no, like take your time in the preparation to getting ready. It might be quicker getting ready, but take 20, 30 minutes to get your heart right, to shut the tabs down from the day so that you're not bringing all that into the relationship because it's about making each other priority, making each other one, because if you make each other number one, you end up becoming more one, you know? And and I think at the end of the day, it's about the, the unity that God wants in that marriage. You know, that, that's what he wants. He wants us, like, you read the Song of Solomon, it's like, man, these people, these two people loved each other. You know, it's a mirror of our relationship with Christ, but it's also a physical image of what a marriage should be. Um, you know, it, 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 so I, I think cultivating things, you know, you cultivate a date night over time. It's not, again, it's not just showing up, you know, so if you, if it's going to be home, cultivate it where it's something special. It doesn't have to be gifts. It don't have to be food. It doesn't, it just has to be special, you know, and it's really special to connect with your, your wife intimately, you know. And maybe occasionally, like, movies would be okay, but not the norm. Like, watching yeah. a movie. You're not getting to know each other. I think other. it's that balance of, like, being able to unplug and just have fun and hang out. Because I know, like, so many times that on date nights, you're like, I don't really want to talk about anything. I just want to, like, hang out and laugh and, like, just be. But then, lately, we've been having, like, deeper conversations because there's just a lot going on in our heart. And so, that's been really beautiful, too. So, almost even in when it comes to how you date or what that time looks like. 
it grows and evolves and matures with the seasons of life and with the couple. I think you just you distinguish that, in my opinion. Um, you can watch a movie and have a week to chill out, relax, and connect on a fun time. Um, and it's intimate to have fun together, but there's also like intimacy is is cultivated. You know, but, but what do you do? So I think for women, like women love talking. We want to be heard more than anything. We, we talk, but we really desire to be heard. We want our husbands to care about what we care about and to know us. But a lot of times guys, like you guys don't listen or it, it's hard for you to, to want to have those conversations or those long conversations and hear your wife talk. Like, you know, I think that a lot of people could feel like that. It's like, well, I want to connect with my husband. I want to do this, but he, he's not going to dig this at all. Like he's not going to want to sit and talk with me or listen to me or share his heart or like, I don't know how this is going to be so awkward or uncomfortable. So the only person you can control is yourself. You can't control your spouse. Ideally, the husband and wife both self-sacrifice and they both go like, man, I'm going to put their needs in front of my needs. Um, I think loving your husband well, if he doesn't want to listen, is you might have to bite the bullet at times and be like, man, what does he need? What is love to him? You know, and and that's that's the hard Start thing. Start there. It's the hard thing. It's the only thing you can control is yourself. And that is the beauty of marriage and the fact that it is such a mirror of our relationship with him. Like God gives us that person to refine us, you know, to be his bride ultimately because the husband and wife are ultimately called to be the bride of Christ, you know? And so that relationship is so refining. They're idealistically both, both people are like, man, they put the other person first. So, but it might be that, hey, a wife has to put a man first for a period of time, you know, and, and and they might have to bear that burden for years. You don't know. But that's what the gospel calls for. It actually calls us it's that laying down your life. Self sacrifice. Act it out in real yeah. real and, flesh. And it's does it suck at times? Absolutely. <laughs> you know? But that's part of self sacrifice. You know? What about to the woman that Maybe her husband doesn't know the Lord or she doesn't feel like he has any interest in her anymore. Maybe there's just, they've, they've, they've gotten to a point where it's like, there's just so much coldness. It's like, I don't really think he's attracted to me. He doesn't show any interest in me. Like, and he doesn't even know maybe the love of God the way I know that, or I want him to know that. What would you say to her? I would say the scripture teaches that a woman has the power to influence her man to Christ doesn't say a man has the power to influence a woman to Christ. It says a woman is to remain faithful to the Lord by remaining faithful and showing that love to to uh, her husband. So I, I just, I think, I think through prayer and through following the word of God, you can love your husband to him and it might take 20 years it might take 30 years but are you willing to self-sacrifice because you don't give up on a marriage it's a covenant 
our day and age, people don't look at marriage as covenant. It's a covenant that's forever, that you made before God and man, that you were going to stay in this place, you know, and, and to give up on marriage because the guy's not a believer or um, he's got faults or this or that. It's, I'm not saying to just stay in a place and be abused and, and beaten, and, but just because a man doesn't love you well doesn't mean you're not supposed to love him well. Because you can actually show Jesus to that man and bring him to Jesus through your your love for Christ, through your submission to Christ. You know, and, and in that, what does that look like to them? It looks like a self-sacrificing wife who loves really, really well. Even you know, when he doesn't deserve it. Even when he doesn't deserve it. You know, and, and that is the call of Christ. You know, and, and so, and again, ideally, in the church, like, we should all be self-sacrificing and giving of ourselves and and have the fruits of the Spirit and display that. But how can you expect an unbeliever to display the fruits of the Spirit in marriage? How can you expect an unbeliever to not, to love you well? How can you expect, you know, we're, we're like, yeah, you can't expect somebody that has, is an old creature to behave like a new creature, like a new creation that we are in Christ. So I think, um, and, you, and even if part. they are believers that have flaws, do your part in loving because you are the only person you can control. Love them well. What's their needs? If their needs are, are physical, then you physically serve well because Scripture teaches you don't withhold yourself. You know, and, and you, you serve a man in those ways as, as a woman. You know, as a man, if your wife's not a believer and she's in the opposite way, you have to bear the brunt of maybe she won't serve you well in that area. And maybe that's your need physically. It's like, oh man, my wife should be doing, you know, we should be together more and you're mad about it. But it's like, no, as a believer, you have to die to that and not expect her to be perfect in that. And you have to love her well. What's her needs? And loving her well will actually show her Christ. You know, so I, I think it's really just goes back to the self-sacrificing life, you know. You so you would say that there's not a lot of excuses not to date your spouse because it's just that important. Even, even if your schedule is crazy busy, even if you don't have a lot of extra money, even if your kids are little or you have many of them, like you can find a way, you can figure it out because it's so important that you – seek unity in your marriage and understanding that, Hey, it comes with sacrifice, but it's worth it because he's worth it because we're not living our lives under ourselves. We're living our lives to, to desire what he desires and to become what he desires us to become, which is one, which is unity, unity with him and unity in our homes. And so date dating and having date date night and giving your full attention to somebody else is really a beautiful act of love. It's a beautiful act of honoring the Lord in this life and giving him glory. And yeah. Any other thoughts on that? I want to take you on a date. <laughs> One final point that I'd like to add and reiterate is that friend, when you choose to date your spouse, 
Like you are literally fighting for your future and for the future of your children, for the next generation. The choices that you make today, they will affect where you are tomorrow. And like we say before, like one day our kids, they're going to be grown and gone out of the house and things are going to be quiet. And we're still going to be married to the same husband that we, we had. How do we want our marriage to be at that point in time? The future of our marriage determines on what we do today. And so we really just want to every day pursue each other, pursue your spouse, be the best wife that you can be on a date and off a date. It's not just like a once a week fix, like, all right, I'm just going to ignore you all week. And then going on a date is going to solve all my problems. It doesn't work like that. Dating is just something that reinforces your marriage. It's really something that just kind of, it's like that marriage reset for the week. And which is really why I want to talk about that and really why this is important because it really helps start a connection, reinforce a healthy connection. It helps you guys just really solidify where you're at for the week. It's really a great time to just kind of recalibrate in that department, but it's not going to cure everything. Going out to dinner or having fun with your husband, it's not going to solve whatever's really going on. Choosing to love your husband well, it's a daily choice. And gosh, you guys, I say this with so much humility. Like I am called higher. Like there's so much improvement and work that I need to do and that I can keep growing in. Like I am not telling you this from like, hey, I've got it all figured out and I have a perfect marriage. No, like we are totally human. We are totally real. (laughs) In fact, I told you we were just moving and it was crazy. I actually text some of our closest friends one day and I was like, well, I was like, We broke up a few times today, but the good news is we're still together. Like that's literally like how it felt that day. (laughs) Like for real, the first day we were trying to pack, it was like, oh my goodness, Lord have mercy, help, help. (laughs) Okay, so I'm speaking to you as a friend and I want you to know that there's so much love in this conversation, but I'm also not going to give you an out. I'm not gonna give you an excuse. I want to call you higher. And so I just want you to understand the bigger picture and the bigger vision because Let me give another visual and example. I was at the beach recently, well, over the summer with the family and it was on the West Coast. So there wasn't like huge waves and it was very subtle. The water was green and peaceful and it was beautiful, but there was still a current. And so we're in the water with all these kids and all through the day before we realize it is like, we're all like way downstream. We had our tent all set up and we were drifting further and further away from it. And every once in a while, we'd have to get everybody out of the water and we'd have to walk back to where we started to walk back to home base. And that's kind of what dating does in a sense, because the world will always pull you away. There's just distractions in life. There's this undercurrent that wants to draw you away from your spouse or bring in disunity or disrupt the peace or bring in pride or offense or selfishness or whatever it is, there is just this constant attack and subtle lull that wants to draw you away from where your God-given potential is in your marriage. And once a week, when you choose to date, you get to get out of the water and walk back, walk back to home base, walk back to the tent, walk back to the beginning and get your eyes fixed, not only on the Lord, but on your husband you can take a stand and get back to alignment with the opportunity that date night can provide. And like I said, your children's perspective of what marriage can and should look like, it's going to be highly influenced by you. 
you want your son, your boys to find an excellent wife, or you want your daughters to be an amazing wife, be one yourself. I know you're going to find a million good excuses. And there's a lot of parts of this conversation. I know this is kind of long, but it probably felt really triggering and controversial and just hard. And it's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know about this. And I get it. Like I said, I really do. But I want to be a good friend to you. And I want to encourage you to determine that your marriage, your children, your future is going to be a priority and to fight for it with a date night, to fight for your marriage, to fight for your future, to fight for your children's future in this way. And I'm going to let you pray for wisdom and you'll have to get creative on how to make this happen. But I want you to know that it is possible. I feel like we could have a whole nother conversation on maybe like how to date your husband, like a strategy, because there's a lot of like nitty gritty we could go into, but just be creative and have vision, know what you're going after and why you're doing what you're doing. Pray for wisdom. And like I said, get creative because it is worth it. It doesn't have to look a certain way. And the future of your family, it's going to be influenced and blessed by what you prioritize because your marriage matters. And like Tyler really emphasized, it comes with sacrifice, it comes with surrender. It takes surrender to date your spouse. It takes sacrifice, self-sacrifice to love him well and put his needs above yours. Turn off the bachelor, the bachelorette, like that is not reality. Marriage takes work and it's worth it, but it does take sacrifice. Like Tyler said, he said, just because a man doesn't love you well, doesn't mean you're not supposed to love him well. And I'm like, ooh, that's, 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 yeah, that's some tough love right there. But the Bible says in John 15, 13, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. And I hope your husband is a friend to you. I hope you consider him a friend and know that the truest act of love is to just say, you know what? I'm going to lay down my desires, my offense, my feelings, my will right now. And I'm just going to love him. Well, I'm going to lay down my life and I'm going to surrender and choose the sacrifice of love. Because when I do that, I'm honoring the Lord, no matter what the outcome I can do my part. So my call to action to you in closing is just initiate some kind of intentional way to connect with your husband, to love him well, to love him the way he needs to be loved, even if and when it feels like sacrifice, because true love is sacrificial and it can warm up a cold marriage with honor, sincere love. So ditch the excuses and just do the right thing because your family is worth fighting for in this way. All right, friend, let's, um, let's pray together. Father God, I just thank you so much for the woman listening right now, Lord. I thank you for the blessing of marriage in her life, Father. I thank you for the covenant of marriage, Lord. And I just pray that you would just come back to the center, Lord. Jesus, would you just be the center of our homes? Would you be the center of her marriage, Lord? I pray that as she trusts you greater, that she would be able to trust her husband better, Lord. I pray that as she learns to love you well and to just experience and really receive fresh revelation of your love, Lord, that that love would just flow through her to her husband, Lord. I pray that you would give her wisdom on how to love her husband well, Lord. I pray that you would give her the strength of humility and the grace to just surrender in those times when it just feels hard, Lord. I pray that you would just honor her for the work and, um, 
the effort that she puts in that nobody else sees, Lord. You see the struggles, Lord. You see how she feels. You know her heart, every bit of it, Lord. May she just feel the comfort of your love, Father. And may she just be empowered by your grace and by your spirit to be the best wife that she can be, Lord. I pray that you would just give her fresh motivation, fresh encouragement, and fresh determination to work at her marriage because it is foundational in her home, Lord. And I know that she wants to be an amazing mother. She wants to honor you in all that she does, Lord. And that sometimes it's easier just to kind of be distracted or just to kind of do what she needs to do to get by in her marriage, Lord. But I pray that you would help her to really take the time to not just survive in in her marriage and in that relationship, but Lord, to choose to thrive because she knows that it's going to bring you glory in the end of it, Lord. There is such an attack against marriage or such an attack against godly couples and godly homes, Lord. And we just want to take a stand right now in the name of Jesus. As wives, as mothers, Lord, we stand for righteousness. We stand for marriage. We stand for unity, Father. Unity, Lord. And I pray for peace in the home because your love brings perfect peace, Lord. I pray that you would just cultivate first love again. First love for you, that you would just remind us of when we first met you and we first found you, God. And first love with our husband, Lord, that we would just get back to the beginning. I feel like you are doing a new thing in our lives and in our homes, Lord. And so much of doing that new thing is actually getting back to the basics, getting back to the beginning, Lord. And I pray that you would bring us back to the beginning of our marriage, to the beginning of those relationships, Lord, when we first were passionate about our spouse and we loved him and we were in love and we had all those feelings and just bring us back to remember, to remember where we started, Father, that we can go back and cultivate that first love again and through you, create that firm foundation. So Father, I just thank you so much for what you're doing in our hearts, for what you're doing in our homes, Lord. And we just ask you to come and do what only you can do, Father. We honor you and we bless you. And I pray that every word spoken would just pierce the heart of the woman listening, Lord, that you would just call her deeper and higher, Lord, and that you would be honored in everything that was shared today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Are you like Mama so? Hey mama, real quick, before you run off and do all the things, if you found value in today's conversation, it would mean the world to me if you left a review and subscribed to my podcast. I know you know how precious time is. The biggest thank you you can give me for taking the time to share on this podcast is to take 30 seconds right now and leave a quick written review. More importantly, this is the way we can reach other mamas just like you and help them find more peace and purpose as they balance motherhood and business with God at the center. So head over to iTunes, scroll down to the bottom of the Surrender Driven Success Podcast, click five stars and leave a super quick review to let me know what spoke to your heart. And if you're feeling a little extra, take a screenshot of today's episode and tag me on social or simply text it to a friend to spread the love. I appreciate you and can't wait to connect over at michellehyatt.com forward slash connect. That's Michelle with two L's, H-I-A-T-T dot com forward slash connect.